I'm I'm recording. I'm recording as well. Just hear the sleigh bells ringing, ding, 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 ding. Hey guys, welcome to. I almost said welcome to the West Wing. Welcome yeah. to Winging It, the West Wing podcast. My name's Andrea, and I'm Sally. And today we are in season five, talking about episode nine. Uh, am I gonna say it right? Maybe yeah. Abu El Banat. Yeah, El Banat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, A.K.A. Father of Daughters. Oh, boy. It's Christmas, guys. It is. It's Christmas. Not in real time, but no. I love a good Christmas in July. Who doesn't? Yeah. Let's deck the halls. Uh, we have other reasons to deck the halls as well, because if you can believe it or not, today, this episode is our 99th episode. I can't believe it. That's that's more than the number of Hanson concerts I've been to. I can't even... <laughs> I, I don't know any other it's more than the beanie babies i had when i was in fifth grade that's a lot <laughs> it's a lot 99 yeah it's a lot of episodes i got 99 problems with <laughs> podcasting ain't one yeah. uh well cool let's uh <laughs> let's talk about our let's do a tiktok and catch everybody up in case you haven't rewatched this recently shall we yeah, let's do it. Should we sing first? Sh- sure, yeah. I, I forget yeah. every week how to do the podcast. Well, I always <laughs> like to TikTok and then I like to sing, but I oh, okay. you, you like the opposite, so I'll, I go with that. I guess I don't pay attention much, but I like to sing <laughs> early because I'm like, yeah, I don't, pay, I don't I don't know what we do. 99 episodes in has clearly had a lot of effect on me. <laughs> 99 episodes in and all I know is that we host, I edit, <laughs> you listen, and we the world goes spins madly yep. on. Yep, yep. Okay, well, uh, okay, <clears throat> yes, let's sing. Okay, Whew. Do, 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 do. hello, do, 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 do. let's not talk about the fact that Lynn Manuel did his final bow to the West Wing theme song. I know that the internet is exploding with that, but just in case I'm, you I'm pretty sure I exploded. We're under a rock yesterday. Yeah. I was I was awoken to tweets from you lovely people saying, "Oh my gosh, how did you feel about this thing that happened and I didn't know because I was unconscious." <laughs> and I woke up and promptly just fell over because it's all these wonderful things converting. Yeah. I like like I I read about it. I knew it had happened. I didn't know that it was live. I wasn't on Facebook when it happened. I was on Twitter and uh I didn't know that they had broadcast it on Facebook and Pam tweeted at me about it and like it was different reading about it. I was like, Oh, that's so great, blah blah blah. When I watched it, I was like I was just a puddle I know. of this. <laughs> I was hesitant to actually watch it. I, I just didn't know if I could handle it. Kind of like when Alice and Janney did the uh, the press briefing recently. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know if I could actually watch it. <laughs> yeah. like I like the idea of it. But then so everybody much. tweeting, um, you know, Dulé and Richard Schiff and, and Bradley Whitford. Like everybody was tweeting at Lynn and I was just like, <laughs> these are all my favorite things. <laughs> He's so. our honorary cast member. For sure. Yeah, really. <laughs> Any so. Uh Okay, so diving back in to yeah. this episode, yeah. let's do a little TikTok. Yes. Jingle Christmas. Bells, Christmas time. Bells, we always love Christmas episodes. I don't think there is a bad Christmas episode. There's not, but this one I feel like is a little bit lighter. It's not light by any means, but it's not, you know, the others have been whew, heavy. Whew. Doozies. So, yes, that's right. 
the family's coming into the White House. The first family is supposed to be coming into the White House. All three daughters and the husband and child. Just one child yes. comes Gus. to the White House. Mm-hmm. Um, Gus, Gus. Yeah, so that's going on. There's a hostage situation in Sudan that, that is, that's a big deal, kind of, or a congressman's making it into a big deal. Right. There's also an issue with the DEA and the Attorney General trying to butt into assisted suicide cases in Oregon, and they're trying to essentially, or maybe they're not trying to, but like the White House is dealing with whether or not to get involved or comment and all of that. Josh has gotten Donna a Christmas present, I guess. Maybe. Um, and Liz's husband, Doug, wants Doug. to run for Congress in New Hampshire. Oh, well, Doug. United States Congress, Congress represents yes. New Hampshire. Yeah. Indeed. So I feel like that's the, those are the major points. Yeah, I think so. Oh, and Will and Toby are but Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Let's let's not skip over that. Yeah. Uh, how did how did you feel about this episode in general, Sally? I liked it. I yeah, I liked it. Okay, I might give it like a B minus or C C plus. Sure, that's a passing grade. Yeah, like it was fine. It was enjoyable. It wasn't, you know, I wasn't ready to like write home about it or anything. Well, you're not that far from home, so it, it doesn't <laughs> like really warrant a letter. Uh, there are definitely moments in it though. That yeah. are, there's some good moments. Yes. Um, man, where where to begin? First of all, I'm going to say that I think that this episode provided a lot of the levity that season five has really been lacking thus far. I know we've mentioned that on other episodes, but I think that this definitely felt uh, like old old school West Wing in a very good way. And this episode was written by. Uh, Deborah Kahn, and she she's written on so many other episodes that are really, really good uh, as a staff writer. If you look on her IMDb, she's got like 20 different episodes that are like really good ones, like Holy Night, Arctic Radar, uh, mm. 20 Hours in America, Parts 1 and 2, things like that. Yeah. So I think she just nailed it on this one. So props to you, my friend. I I think I would love to get her on here. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Think of how many stories she has. Um, yeah, where where would you like to begin? I mean, oh, I don't know. There's... I I agree with you in a sense. Like in the beginning, when when everyone's arriving at the White House and the president is holding Gus, his grandson, and he like he's holding Gus and talking to CJ and Leo, and like things are things are sort of blowing up at the same time. I was like, this is fun, like, not fun, but like it feels like it's been a while since we've had this episode. An episode where like everything goes wrong at once and we remember how hefty the job of the president is and so I had a lot of like hope for it I think and I enjoyed Mm -hmm. that there were multiple storylines I just I don't know I I still liked it I still give it an average grade it just it didn't it didn't pack the full punch by the end of it that I wanted it to have done but I liked a lot of moments of it so I yeah, but it showed start, it showed but... some promise. Yes, there were definitely yeah, yeah. moments exactly. that were very promising. Right. I, what were I some of those that moments totally. that that you enjoyed? Um, I really loved. I don't want to like skip to the end, but I enjoyed a lot President Bartlett's conversation with the Attorney General. And I liked. Oh, interesting choice. I yeah, I liked <laughs> the. Um, I don't know if I liked. I did like the storyline, I guess. Uh, I liked it in theory about, you know, the attorney general is 
sick of like he strongly disagrees with this and and he knows that like or I assume he knows that it's outside of his congressional duty but like he is so against it that he's speaking up and and doing something about it and the president obviously his stance has been that Oregon should handle it and he doesn't want to comment and the attorney general just sort of keeps pushing and they um I don't know like they it, it eventually blows up in the oval office and I think when President Bartlett finally sort of loses it on him, I just really, I just really like that when he he's sort of like you were counting on oh, my yeah. silence and you just lost it and oh, it yeah. was just yeah he was just like do what you want I don't care and I, I just I don't know it was just good well, I just liked it well it's it's been a long time coming and we it was yeah. it was like in the past episode that Josh and President Bartlett got their collective groove back. And yeah. so we finally have that let Bartlett be Bartlett moment, and he let the man have it. He served yeah. it up real quick. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely gratifying, that moment. Yes. So I like that, and I just, I thought it was kind of interesting, it bringing personal issues up for the president, such as Toby asking him, you know, about the syringe Ooh. in the nightstand. And yeah, leave it to Toby to, get, to go there. He's yeah. like, none of my daughters have asked that. At I least that Toby. I'm yeah. supposed to know about. <laughs> but Toby asking about his imminent demise. Yeah. Uh, I The only thing I'm not questionable on, but in the end, he and and Dr. Barlett are talking about it, which we'll get to the whole family dinner thing in a second because that just – Rouse my feathers a little bit, but um, he and Abby are talking about it at the dinner table. It's just the two of them, and he says like, "No syringe in the nightstand," and she says, "Yeah," and then he says, or she says some. I don't know what she says then, but he says, "Are you going to be there?" And she yeah. says, "Yeah." Is he so at that point? Is he talking about that he's going to end his own life and he does not need her help? I'm a little, I'm a little fuzzy on that. Also, to be honest, I, or or you just. You're going to be there. Other people really like that moment. Like, why wouldn't she be there? Of course she's going to be there. You're going to be there just... See, because you could read it, you're going to be there, like, when things get bad. Except that once she says, yeah, he says, Abby, like, almost apologetically. Which makes it sound like, I'm going to take my own life, so I'm sorry about it. I don't know. I don't know. I could totally be reading it wrong. I hope people write in. He said he hadn't changed his views on it. Right. I don't know. Well, he hasn't changed his views on assisted suicide. He hasn't changed his views on Abby helping. So his view still could just be that he's going to do it himself and she just has to be in the room. I don't know. Maybe we're totally reading this completely wrong. In which case, people (laughs) will let us know. I'm sure. Oh, oh, that they will. Yeah. But, But people really like that moment between the two of them. Yeah, I liked it. I like when she says yeah, and then she kisses his, or she he says Abby, oh, and she yeah. kisses his forehead or cheek or whatever he, she kisses. Yeah, I I thought that was a good moment. Yeah, because we don't always get that that softness between from Abby. Yeah, but it was nice to get that. Mm-hmm. It was a nice moment. What was it, what was about the uh, dinner that you that ruffled your it didn't your ruffle feathers. my feathers? It's just it's almost it felt like a comedy of errors where like. You're missing one person, and then the one person is there, and the other person's not there, and it was just like, oh my, how hard I mean, is it for all of you to be in the room at the same time? And then is we it didn't not even... like that in your family? No, not at all. Oh. I mean, and that's not—it doesn't okay. even bother me in that sense because, like, I get all families are different, and that's fine. 
But it was such a big deal to every. It was such a big deal to President Bartlett. And then he just leaves for, he says five minutes, but I'm sure it's a lot longer than that. And I, I don't know. I was just like, how hard, guys, just sit down and have dinner. And then I guess we're supposed to feel better when the daughters are standing there and have their arms around each other. And that was a sweet moment. But like, Abby and Jed weren't there. So it's not, I don't know. I was just like, everyone just be in the same room at the same time. I know it's it's frustrating. It was frustrating. I feel like it was probably an episode of Home Improvement. I think that I right. think every like, family so, sitcom has had that was, episode. It didn't have enough comedy to really feel like that. But like, if you just were to say the storyline out loud, like, oh, they all keep missing each other, ha ha ha, you know, it was just weird. <laughs> just like because we're just adding to this family drama, and Ellie gets there, and she's she's looking at this empty table, and it's so dramatic, and it's like. The empty table represents everything that, you know, her family's, every time her family's ever let her down. And it's just this whole thing. And I get that, but it was just, I don't know. Here's the thing, is that I like any of our West Wing cast members, you know, like our starting lineup. I like any of them, like, ten times more than I like the daughters. So anytime it's like, yeah, anytime it's anything having to do with the daughters, I'm just kind of like, eh. Okay. And it's I not like, like an acting thing. I think I I think they're all great actresses. It's just that we've spent so much time investing in these other characters that I just don't I, I can kind of take it or leave it with the with the family stuff. I think something that's odd is that, is that, that make me a bad person? No, I think something that's odd is that it's so sparse and I think that makes it hard to like care about them that right. much. Like for this right. is only the second episode we've seen all three of them. And, exactly. Because, like, I know Zoe's not your favorite character, but I'm definitely endeared much more to Zoe just because we've seen her and we know her. Right. And so it's I hard for me. I still like Ellie me. better. It's, you what? I still like Ellie better. Ellie's my least favorite. I like Liz and Zoe <laughs> the best. Um, I but, like the, the black sheep. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I think it's just because we don't see them and then they come in in one episode and we're expected to like carry the whole weight of this family bond that we haven't really seen that much or even her. I mean, we hear them mention the daughters, but like not enough to me, you know, like I feel more strongly mm-hmm. towards um, Mallory than I do to Ellie or Liz and Mallory's not even in the first family she's leo's so like it's but it's just because we know her more i think that has a lot to do with it that's true but yeah. we do have to you know we have to know bartlett's family because it's important to him and he's important right, but to all see of us. we're supposed to I, believe that it's important to him but it's been five seasons and we've seen these two daughters <laughs> like two times that's true that's it's what, not I, that's really what important i'm saying to like him. yeah <laughs> He doesn't love his children. I do need to, I'm going to drop in the audio here of the the dinner conversation while they're still waiting because I thought that was actually very funny. Yeah, that was fun. The chinless Swede stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just wound up. He's not eating? It's 8 o'clock. He goes to sleep at 8. He eats at 5. Why didn't we eat earlier? You're a bright guy and that's a stupid question. Where's Doug? I think he's making sure Gus is down. Isn't there some kind of person in your... A nanny is not a substitute for a parent. I thought that's exactly what a nanny was. She has a strange chin. No, she doesn't. Well, she kind of has no chin. She's Swedish. Yeah, most Swedes have chin. Would you like to call up and tell him we're waiting and he can leave the child in the competent care of the chinless Swede? Um, 
I did like the conversation with Bartlett and Liz because at that moment you're thinking mm-hmm. that he's just going to talk about Doug and how they don't want Doug to run. They try to discourage Doug to run, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And really he goes after and says, you know, you you should be running. And I just thought that was surprising if you hadn't seen the episode before. And I love, I just love that as a woman seeing mm-hmm. Bartlett encouraging his daughter to go after it. Yeah. Is that strange? No, it's not strange. I just, I was curious how you loved the next moment where she said you can't have it all. And, which could be, I don't know. I don't want to comment on that. Wait, she said that? (laughs) She said said that. Because she was talking about how she doesn't want to do it because she doesn't want to miss out on her kids' lives. And, you know, she said her daughter's got her thing, her eyebrow pierced and her son can't bathe himself or whatever. And she wants to be around for that. And she was like... She was like, you can't have it all. And, Pres- and President Rollett says, your mother did. And she says, no, she didn't. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's a, the, the can you have it all question is well, a nebulous I, one for sure. I, I, think it's total, I think it's a little different too when it's can you have it all and be a politician and be a, like something that is so, so time consuming and so life changing. Because, like she was saying, your kids have to be at photo ops and you're, you know, like, they become part of this political process. So it's not like, oh, you're just a high-powered exec at a law firm or something. Like, it's this thing that's so much more all-consuming, you know? That would be harder to have it all, I think. Yeah, if Murphy Brown can't have it all, then, or Liz Lemon, then there's really no hope. There's really no yeah. hope for Lizzie Bartlett, Lizzie B, as CJ called her. Apparently, yeah. they're besties, and yeah, Lizzie B cute. is going to hook up CJ. <laughs> I thought that somebody. was cute. And then, because then she asks Debbie to tell her something, and she's like, You can't say no to her, can you? <laughs> Not really. No. That was fun. Yeah, I like CJ in this episode a lot. I mean, when yeah. don't I like CJ? Pretty much. Uh, never. Yeah. Let's back up some of the... I thought some of the comedy in this episode was great, like CJ dropping the tree on Toby was <laughs> perfect. Yes, so and great. And her saying, like, anything smaller than me is a shrub. <laughs> that was fun. That was and fun. she she also had the... Well, especially the way that she described their, like, comeback from the shutdown. You know, like, there was a... a, a show, what did she say? At the OK Corral... There was a showdown with the OK, oh. OK Corral and we won. Something like that. Yeah, something like it, that. It was about the OK Corral, yeah. And then we also get all of this pathos from her, too, because uh, she and Toby have a great moment. We get a classic Toby-CJ moment where she's fighting passionately about, like, hey, we need to open up this conversation about doctor-assisted suicide. And yeah. Toby recognizes it immediately, that this is something personal to her. And mm-hmm. just the way that he asks, like... <sighs> CJ, how's your dad? And you just want to, like, start bawling because Toby just knows her. Yeah, that was a great moment. She's trying to get her dad a ham. I I didn't love that moment. I I wish it had been written a little differently because I liked – there was – I liked the episode where CJ was talking to her dad and having that kind of frustrated conversation about, like, it's not the main election, blah, blah, blah. But in this, she's talking to – we're, we're supposed to assume she's talking to somebody that works at a uh, some sort of assisted living facility he's at. Right. And this mm-hmm. person is clearly having trouble with basic conversation. 
They don't know who they're yeah. talking to. They don't understand the concept of her bringing in a ham. If I were her, I'd be very concerned about these people being in charge of my dad. Like, it was mm. just, I get that we're supposed to see she's so frustrated and she doesn't like not being there. I just feel like it was, I don't know. I just didn't love that. I thought that could have been done a little bit better without, I, get, I don't know. We're supposed to see her frustration in that, like, she's not there to take care of things and that, like, she feels like other people are incompetent and they're not getting it. But, like, it really just sounded like she was talking to, like, a three-year-old. That was, I don't know. Speaking <laughs> yeah, of which, that, though, her giving, her giving the schedule to Gus was the best. Oh, my thing. gosh. Yeah, just the way that they shot it with the, the yeah. way that you they framed it where you think that she's talking to probably President Bartlett because she's in front of his desk and then they pan over and it's Gus. That was yeah. brilliant. Yeah, I like that a lot. Uh, and Gus just sitting there in his... Like layers and layers, <laughs> not saying anything. So cute, little yeah, Gus. Really fun. Um, let's see what else. Oh, at first I was wondering about Will because yeah. we had. I don't think we've seen Will's office up until this point. I I right. assumed that when he started working for Russell that he moved offices because right. I feel like every time in the past, I don't know, five episodes or however many. He's been kind of coming in from somewhere else rather yeah. than where he used to be situated. And I was like, mm-hmm. why Why is he in his old office next to Toby? Well, clearly, it was just to highlight the fact that in this episode, he's going to be taking a little trip down to the OEOB. Yeah. You know why, Will? Because <laughs> you don't leave the president's team and go play for the vice president, you dumb, yeah. dumb dummy. Yeah, I, I really liked, and Toby and Will have that initial argument about it, you know, where they're sort of yelling at each other, Toby can't believe that he has the audacity to, like, say no to something that the president's office is requesting, and he's, like, and Will has the line of, he was chosen by the president, and Toby says he was chosen by the Republicans, and they're yelling at each other, sort of, and you can tell that Toby's just super betrayed by him, still, that he just still feels like, you know, I don't know, so I like that a lot. He's, yeah, Will is the guy that they pulled out of Botox Babylon. Is right, yeah. Just probably the best comeback ever. Yeah, and well, he said, yeah, the even be- right before that comeback, if you had cut dialogue where he said, uh, I'm not your man of the VP's office, that's not how it works, or something like that, and Toby says, I know who you are. And I was just like, hmm, okay. I know, I no- I normally like when Toby's upset, and I normally like when he's annoyed with Will a little bit but in this episode I just really didn't like the animosity but I mean really? it was it was just yeah it was yeah. justified but it's just it's just a lot of negativity and I'm ready for that to not be there but hey he jumped ship and that's what happens yeah I like the dynamic gonna... of it I like the sort of like not love hate but almost love hate like this sort of mentor but betrayal relationship I don't know I think it I I normally like it and this one I just I felt sad for Toby I think um but Will did have our SAT word which we haven't we have from time to time acrimonious I've never said that word in in normal conversation can you put it in a sentence Sally uh I I don't know what I can isn't it like hostile like I think it's something like hostile like not have bitter I don't know that's my guess. <laughs> oh, I didn't actually look it up, so I was hoping that you just knew the answer. Well, speaking of knowing all the answers, uh, Josh and Donna 
That's not really a perfect segue, but I feel like Donna <laughs> is great the shopper. Oh, okay, good. Uh, who, who's in charge of shopping? Donna. Donna. Donna's yeah. in charge of shopping. As she and who, yeah. who does, this is one of the better moments in the episode. Who doesn't love this exchange, the Christmas present exchange? I do, sort of, <laughs> mostly. Uh, first of all, RIP to Tower Records. Womp womp. <gasps> yeah. I used fun. to go there and <laughs> Sam Goody to get my singles when I was in junior high. Oh, Best believe that. And so I guess we don't actually find out what Josh gets Donna for Christmas. Yeah, I mean, and that's what spoils it for me because yes, it's so cute and it's such a, it's so flirty. Like I got you something, you know, like it's super flirty. Yeah. So then to really just drop the too. ball and not does that? say anything, like I don't well, know. Here's the thing: it feels kind of like the magic trick. This is I'm going to compare it to the magic trick where you just you don't really want to know how they do it. You just want to be. You want to be stunned and awed, and you want the tension of the mystery. And I think the same thing with this, because it's more about their interplay with each other and the wanting to know and the whole, like, energy of it, rather than the, the culmination of, like, oh, here's a book. Or, oh, here's the thing that I bought you. It doesn't I... really matter what he got her. It matters no. that he got her something in advance, and he was being flirty about it. I... That's what the point is. Like, I get that, and, like, I sort of, like, maybe halfway accept it, but it does matter, because because I need to know if it <laughs> is as thoughtful as it needs to be. You know what I mean? Like, I need to know. Cause it's Josh not a gift so, certificate. Josh is so stunted emotionally, and so he really could, like, I wouldn't have been surprised if he got her a gift certificate. So, like, it's just, he's joking, like, sort of implying, it's going to be great, you're going to love it. And, like, if we could really believe that, then I'm all on board. If I can just really believe he got her something sweet and thoughtful, which is what I want to believe, but I would just love that reassurance. <laughs> I would just I, love I take to it at face it. value. I just love that it happened at all. And yeah. I love that just the whole exchange where she says, I'm in charge of shopping and remember what happens when you don't let me pick out things. It's very coupley, just the way it that is. they're relating. It definitely so who doesn't is. love that? It's just, it's just, it feels like a, le- it feels like a dropped ball. Like I get, you can explain it away that way, but like you're making such a point of what did you get me? I'm not telling you, blah, 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 that there's no reason why not write a 30 second scene where we find out you know it's just weird to me what what would you like what would make you feel happy knowing that he got her polar anything it literally anything thoughtful i mean like the book with the note was so cute just genuinely because he says he just saw it and he knew that was it or he thought it was her and he got it like what if it turned out to be like a scarf you know like i just i would want to know that it was something there's not anything in particular in mind. It doesn't obviously it doesn't need to be extravagant or anything like that. Just anything thoughtful. I want something that shows follow up to the sweetness that preceded it. I I feel like picking something out three weeks in advance is thoughtful in in and of itself. I certainly don't get shopping done that far in advance. So maybe I'm grading on a curve because I'm not yeah, a good we'll gift have to giver. Agree to disagree. I'm not cutting Josh any breaks. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fair enough. Yeah. He he's had plenty of opportunity to to get his <laughs> yeah. stuff together. Um, what else is delightful in this episode? We get a little bit of Debbie, which I liked. Yeah. And we had 
I have non-delightful things. Well, yeah, you've got non-delightful things. I also well, like that we got Margaret. She had a, a funny yeah, yeah, yeah. thing with moment. Leo saying that if he RSVPs yes yeah. and then doesn't go, that people start hexing her muffins in the mess. Like, right. That, that was uh, delightful. That was cute. And then I, what I liked about that scene was that it immediately transferred into the hostage situation, and that felt like classic West Wing to me. That felt like, oh, let's go mm. in a snap. From something funny and lighthearted to something, oh no, something's happened. So I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, I said unfortunate or said undelightful, but this wasn't undelightful. I thought it was good writing, but the the whole storyline with Doug and Josh is uncomfortable to watch. But like it should For be. For sure. Like it, he's supposed to feel, uncom- you know, like Josh feels so uncomfortable doing this. So uh, I thought that was, I don't know. I thought it was interesting. I didn't mind it. I didn't hate it. <laughs> Yeah, he's kind of a yeah, – some of the jokes that he was telling when he first started out, he's kind of like a, a little bit of a doofus. But the fact yeah. that he holds his own and says, like, no, I know you guys don't want me to run, but I'm going to run, makes – he's respectable at least. Yeah, he's not any less impressive than some other congressmen we've seen. <laughs> so, <laughs> so okay. yeah, if we're creating on that, on that scale. I thought yeah. it was funny when they talked about how daughters always – or what did Bartlett said that yes. like all the girls picked idiots or His something? And then Debbie's like, morons. well, yeah, they daughters say daughters look for, their, for fathers. their fathers. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. like that he said Zoe left Charlie for the frog. Yeah, that's that right. Yeah. But we do get a little flirty Charlie <laughs> Zoe moment just for yeah, we a do. split second. That was also enjoyable. That was really cute. And CJ, the look on CJ's face when that happened, that was my favorite. Question. Yeah, because he CJ's told. Uh, like, I see you. This is one of the. This is one of those episodes where everybody compliments Zoe so many times, and this yeah. is not the first episode where that happens. At yeah. least this time, Josh didn't say it in a sexual undertone. <laughs> well, not <laughs> so as much anyway. Yeah, but it, he was rather enthused. But he wasn't the yeah. only one who said it. So, right. but anyway, it did. It did set up the Charlie saying, "Well, you don't look that good." Moment and. Yeah. He gave Zoe his coat to go outside, like a yes, true like gentleman. Yep. Very cute. I liked it. I think that's it. I like the scene with Bartlett and Gus turning off the tree, except for how fake it looked. But I thought it was cute. President Bartlett out there in his little bomber jacket. Yeah. Oh. Christmas time is here. Well, I, I just well, love a good Christmas at the White House. And, and this one... Uh, for the most part, did not disappoint. So, again, season five, there have been isolated episodes that have been less than stellar. But, you know, we're focusing on the positive, and overall, it's okay. <laughs> I would rate this episode on a less than stellar. Yeah. Do you? I definitely like season six more. I rewatch season six when I'm not watching for podcast purposes. So... I'll have plenty of plenty of things to say when we get there very soon. Uh, do you have an MVP? Uh, ooh, uh, I did not pick one. No, nah, did I you? I had. I really. Nobody really did anything that great, <laughs> right? I mean, I'm gonna go with President Bartlett specifically for yeah. the moment with the Attorney General. I I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll stick with that. He he should have finished that scene with a with three synapse and a Z formation. That would have probably been the best. Maybe a slight break from character. Deborah Khan was probably smart not to put that in. Yeah. Yep, I'll agree. 
Cool. Cool. All right. The next All episode right. is the, the Stormy Present, our 100th episode. Oh, man. Okay. Well, if you guys have <laughs> thoughts or feelings and you want to talk about them, send them to us yes. at thewestwingpodcast at gmail.com. You can also tweet at us, post on Instagram, Facebook, follow along at Winging It Pod. We'll catch you later. Bye, guys.